Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The fun is only just beginning right now in episode 20. Congratulations. Of this season of the worst idea of all time, a podcast show with myself, Tim Bat. And me, Guy Montgomery. And this week, himself. Dominic Corey, pleased to be here. Thanks for having me again. It's a true honor to be back. It's been too long, Dom. This idea clearly can't be that bad. It's, it's been gone very well. It's been about the right amount of time, I think. <laughs> That's possibly true. I was talking to Guy earlier about, like, even though I only did it once, I learned a lot of lessons Such and, as- felt, and drew conclusions, which is how, like, all the best stuff happens when you're watching the movie and then when you record the podcast afterwards. All the Bon Mo's have evaporated. You talked through the them. entire picture, Don. And I know that you've seen the movie before because you're a movie reviewer by trade. You're a professional movie reviewer. I so you r- had to I this. riffed through the entire picture. So did you. <laughs> I'm at 40% max. You're riffing and skitting. You're riffing and skitting a lot, though, man. You um, came in with several brass instruments and just started blowing. Well, look, it's an amazing film. I have to res- respond equally amazingly. Mm. Big. It's a big film. I feel big. I responded big. Speaking of big... I didn't talk that much. Come on. You were talking... Oh, you, you quietened down towards the end there, but it's fine. I'm not going to penalize the movie, you The that. movie has legs. It ran, it ran you out of steam. I'll tell you, I, I may not have spoken a lot, but you did tell me to shut up quite a lot. Yeah. So that probably what? says something about how, how big, much I did talk. I'm probably not realizing how much I did talk because you I wouldn't know, have said that out of, out of the... Out I know of the blue it seems <laughs> ridiculous to the outsider, but I'm very into the integrity of this project. We need to engage with the film each no no time. totally it's just on in the background i respect that i just was What's the point i just was excited to be here frankly and yeah. um and should have just chilled out but i did i you seem pretty I respect, deep behind the eyes now <laughs> i respect your respect for the integrity of it and i think that's an essential part of it and as i also said one of the lessons i learned that the true magic happens before we get around to recording the poster it's that experience of watching the film together that i'll always remember not the bit that's recorded that was beautiful. Thanks. Anyway, see you later. I'll see you guys. Bye, soon. Dom. <laughs> what I was going to say is, speaking of big, bookmark that for like ninety seconds. I can't believe I, I, I said that. I called the film that without realizing what I was doing. What do you mean? Calling it big and saying I had to respond big, and we were moaning about how that guy's called big. Yeah, earlier. exactly. Because oh, I can't remember who brought it up. Someone might you, have been probably me, actually. you. Actually, yes, Dom. It just annoyed me how. What did annoy me? You, you called him Mister Big, and I was like, no one. They call ever him Mister Big in the show, don't they? No, it's never. It's always big. Right. If it was Mr. Big, it would kind of be like, okay, because... Mr. Big Dick is a funny <laughs> <laughs> illusion, though. Mr. Well, Big Dick. 
I mean, I don't want to sound super ignorant because watching the show, and I did watch the show for most of its life, mm-hmm. I always thought that they were treading a line there between the idea that, you know, he's some kind of titan of industry, the traditional Mr. Big, but also, yes, he has a large penis. Yeah, and, yeah, totally. And then sort of several seasons, it was like, big this, big that. I was like, okay, he's got a big dick. We get it. Yeah. Anyway, it didn't really matter to me, but um, <laughs> they're still calling him that. And they revealed that his name was... John. I think it's pronounced Juan. I don't think it is. I'm John. pretty sure I he's. And then he, didn't they reveal it's, it's spelt Juan. They revealed that he was John. Colombian, right? That's why he's got those giant black furry eyebrows. <laughs> They're pretty impressive. His his little brows. Yeah, Chris. No, but um, his name Chris Noth. Chris. I I always said Chris Noth until a few years ago when I heard someone on Entertainment Tonight say Chris Noth. And now I say Chris Noth. The good thing about it is it doesn't matter because he's not oh. any fucking other thing. So you can he just is call actually, him big. He's, a, he's trained as a as a pastor now. As that a, like is a, a lie. As a, no, he's, he's a minister. I think he's in the dish. He's, he's he's got, a, no, no, no. He's he is a, a successful church. actor. He said for a, for a leading man who never became a star, he's had a lot of high-profile roles. Well, he's you know changed, he's, his, he's changed his name to Chris no Noah. Pastor way. Chris Noah. No, yeah, he's I had out no of idea. San Bernardino. Well, you know, he was one of the main Law and Order guys for when that show was in its initial prime. Hold on for a second. That's, a, that's not a true. A cult or a church? It's a small church. No, but, he's just doing it so he can marry his friends, right? He's it's not. Yeah, he doesn't have know. any followers. Come on, seriously. Yeah, he's got. He's got like four hundred. You can watch. You can watch them online. San Bernardino. Him. That's so cool. That's such a cool place to have a church. Mike from Law and Order. Really? The, yeah. The, the the um the he preaches he preaches uh, friend, friendship. The, Does it, the is bland that like his tenant? The bland and safe new husband from Castaway that Helen Hunt. Um, is that him? Is that Bill? Yeah, he's the he new cites all of his characters' lines away. in his sermons as like I had no prophecies. idea he was such a nutball. So his sermons are mostly like him explaining the speeches he's given and the lines he's performed as characters on television. I'll tell you That's one thing: awesome. Dick Wolf, the uh, sh- executive producer of all the Law and Order film shows, would not have stood for that while he was a Law and Order cast member. Maybe, <laughs> I just, maybe he ruled with an iron thumb. Apparently, but he, maybe Chris, not Pastor Chris Noth, Noth, Noth has made uh, old Wolfie seen the light. Now you know he works pretty regularly. Like he's not an actor who sort of would need yeah, well, look, he's, the he, money or anything. He only needs he, to be he free on a Sunday. Doing it for money. I don't know why I presume that he was in it for it's false reasons. The belief system, Dom. Some people choose to believe in something. No, no, I, it's, it's his eyebrows that make me suspicious. But of the, his be, motives the beauty of it regard. is. You could work as an actor six days a week and just give you sermon on Sunday, and you can claim to be both things. I think he's researching a role. He flies as Reverend Chris Noah. He, like he, he flies under a, a, like a flying name because of he's, security he's, reasons. He's a flight risk. <clears throat> yeah, he's the implied husband from the TV show The Good Wife. What do you mean implied? Well, he's the one that she's the wife of, because <laughs> the show is called The Good Wife, and it's about a woman, and he's. You make it sound like he's imaginary. Well, it's sort of like you could say he's the sort of the title character by implication. Because <laughs> so a wife isn't a wife without a husband. They keep calling him big, this character. <clears throat> um, it's just annoying. It's kind really, of annoying. really do love the fact that he's got a church out there in the in the real world. That's uh, fantastic. News. That is mind-blowing, and I'm only 99% believing you i feel but i can't tell he's if he's taking shit no it's going to see how long he's going to string it out for it, it turns okay. out a really i mean 19 time. i mean 9.9 percent um, i 90.1 don't believe you but my point being they keep calling him big as an allusion to like he's mr big dick in the same way that we say stuff sucks now and that is shorthand for it it sucks dick and it's funny because everyone says it you know like anyone who refers to big as 
big is is alluding to him being hey hey big dick yeah <clears throat> hey big penis hey guy with the massive genitals i think that's why <laughs> that's it, it annoyed me because it went from being a narrative device which is how the storytelling in the show was was driven first like the, the first season of the show had vox pop things people talking about sex fuck off did it i'm pretty sure it did and then they no, they, no it did and then I they, like, I they like that it was scripted vox pop but it was like people on the street going yeah i don't like it when she puts um her so finger like up my ass or professional style sort of but almost script, like real scripted. world just be careful you got a lot of pot plants behind you like which is a weird yeah, comically large amount of pot plants on a ledge behind back. you i feel like i'm deep in a jungle on an island <laughs> yeah. at universal I've, studios i've you do. put you in a weird zone but honestly if you lean back you, you're gonna uh, destroy thousands of dollars surrounded by won't. a I lot won't. of flora i won't lean or back which Both. is which? Just don't put on that song. <laughs> a lot that goes, of animals behind. Lean back. Uh, anyway, don't play that song. Dom, I'd like to ask you at this stage in the game. I can't believe I semi believed you about that past thing. He's a very successful actor. No, very successful actor <laughs> does that. He's a reasonably successful. I mean, I can pastor. see if he was like, if it was you know, an actor who wasn't anyway. But he, what's notable about his fame is he clearly had a ceiling on his fame because he's he's well known enough and he's had enough high profile roles to be an A lister. But he just has no magnetism whatsoever, so he can't well, be a movie try star. Try saying that to the bloody members of his church, Don. Yeah, or the Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, who's handpicked him to lead us I am, into I a am, new age. I am currently saying it to them because like they're to all say, in your I'd, head. Like, I'd like to see you say that to Jesus Christ. I'm now not sure if it's Noth or Noth. I've, Noth. I've, I've forgotten. Noth. He, Pastor he, Chris Noth. When he converted, Noth. he changed the pronunciation. That's Dom, it. here's the question I'd like oh, to sorry, ask you. I totally cut you off when you started asking it's me this. It's fine. It's fine. What what was your shining light of the watch of the movie? What was your favourite <clears throat> of this film? The bit I reflected on the most. Yeah. It's weird that I just said that as I was looking at the word classic reflections on that poster. Um, mine's more of a contemporary reflection. In a, in a month or so, it'll be classic. Anyway, is um, it's actually the bit I thought about most when I first saw the film. And the reason I... Like I, I'm, I'm a very positive film watcher and I, I sort of reject the idea of any films being good or bad or being accessible on any level, but it's one of the only way to make a living talking and writing about films. So you got to give it the stars, Dom. Well, I, I'm not going to do that, but it's the reason I kind of don't like the film and I, I'll take any film at, on its own terms. Mm-hmm. I'll meet any film with what it's trying to do. Yeah. And the reason I thought this film failed is because of the scene. It's emblematic of the issue. The scene is the when they do the karaoke because it's something that no film a film has to go do a lot of things to earn the right to congratulate itself and that's the most self-congratulatory scene i've ever seen in a movie it's only halfway through it's the centerpiece of the film it's a how great are we scene that george clooney film monuments men um which was all about these people trying to save artworks during the war it's a very nice sounding idea it was a super bland film 10 minutes into the film a guy's raising his whiskey saying to the monuments men and it's like self-congratulatoriness if that's a word just you really got to do something pretty special to get to that point that's something you do as an after the credits gag in the third sequel you say you say something that acknowledges what you are and how what you're doing and what yeah. you're known for they, they just they just get there and they just go what should we have them do is this i know they'll sing a uh a, a, a karaoke standard and about how great they are and it just felt that's when it really became a Spice Girls music video for me it was Dom. them empowering themselves in a in a foreign climate as well it was like I know I know you just said a lot of words then sorry that wasn't did that answer your question it didn't no really. I'm just that so was, transfixed by the poster now 
Oh, is, was that there before? When you were talking, is this poster, the classic reflections poster. There is more narrative um, I'm sort of appeal it. in that picture than there was in the film we just watched. The poster is um, like A2 size and it's a beautiful print. It's, it's, is that on glass, see through? It's sort of a um, semi uh, holographic. Because it's, it's curving, is it cardboard? Material. I think it's just a bit warped. Maybe over oh, the right, years, yeah, yeah. it's in a beautiful silver frame, and it's a um, kind of like a Catalina, but big. I'm not sure what you call a seaplane that's that big. I don't think any of them have five, five propellers. Five propellers on the top there. It's not real. And um, There's no way you got a five propeller seaplane. This is clearly sort of a, the, a picture from an alternate dimension where it, they have five propeller seaplanes. It's an illustration, I might add. It's not a photo, and it's done in a very um, kind of Miami Vice sort of aesthetic. Uh, the, the the font is kind of. Um, sort of like um, Van Halen meets Miami Vice. Yeah, the is. picture, I would say, is a bit more seventies, um, almost going back to a kind of James Bondy kind of. It's pretty great. It's. I have no I idea want, what it's a poster for. I just I occurred to me. What is it advertising? Is it doesn't it a, matter. It says Mirage Editions Spring. I have no idea what it is. Classic reflections. Your you know move. what? I realise what yeah. it is. It's a poster for really great posters that look like that. They used poster to sell company. them as conversation starters. You just put them up in your in your house, and people would start looking at them and talking. I've heard of this company, but they went. It they just went happened, bust, right? Yeah. We didn't even need to hang it. We started getting too many pictures on the internet, and they couldn't compete. Was yeah, yeah. Well, that's, I mean, the internet's kind of crashed the market. A lot of people talk about the dot-com boom of the early 2000s, and a lot of people talk about no, all they the tell businesses our story, that got do steamrolled, bankruptcy. Do you guys reckon it's landing or taking off? Because it's quite a lot out of the water. Definitely landing. Yeah, there's no, a lot but of spray. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be, oh no, they don't come down nose first. What am I saying? It's that's not submarine. Designed. Look, anyway. Sorry. We've got it's to talk about this. We got, it's a great poster. No one, you know, no one's Is arguing about the poster. No, no it's, it's been, been there. Did you position it just there so I'd no, notice it? You're messing with me, right? It came with the house. You're messing with yourself, mate. You oh, can't move no it. No one to blame but you. Tim, what was your shining light during this screening of Sex in the City 2? Uh, definitely, um, shit, I've forgotten his name again. Uh, the Brady. guy at the front desk of... No, Brady the Rat King's name should never be forgotten. He should be celebrated for generations. All hell, Brady. Dom. All hell, That's Brady. That's right. Uh, no, no, no. It's the guy at the front desk of the hotel. Boudon? Baydoon. Baydoon. Yeah, is his name. Uh, he he's the guy who is in front of the three shake. Yeah, or yeah. Possibly just he's hotel calling up to tell portraits. the girls. Oh, you got it. You bloody got a front up twenty two large large he's, ones. He's one of those guys who's got uh, dicks for fingers, penis fingers, penis fingers. He's got it going on. Did you see that? He's kind of haughty. Did you see the fingers Big. on that Baydoon? I heard you say Big that. Big old dick fingers. And then I didn't look at his fingers, and then there was no more shots of his fingers. You were missing out, friend. But wasn't were they close ups? Could have been a hand double. Uh, his face was in shot. It was when he was on the phone to Samantha. It was kind of like a mid. Right. Could have been a di- digital CGI face replacement. Stuck yeah, you situation. brought this up. <laughs> yeah. No, that was a something lot. else. No, no. Mm, but we can talk about that. This. Okay, yeah. Let's CGI talk about face digital, digital um, Which you think de-aging is something that it happens in cinema. It's not talked about. It's so obvious in some movies. The one that always sticks out to me is um, it's it was Cameron Diaz in... A film in which she plays it's one of those ensemble romantic comedies like an american love actually like the, uh, not, just like valentine's day yeah or, yeah what's the, the same one about director he always does holidays New Gary Marshall. he's doing a mother's day one yeah like, can you believe that's really straight here mother's day that that's is, like a mad magazine parody of those things that they want yeah. they would do in like arbor day or something that is really testing the limits eh? Making imagine if that day genre prolifer- proliferates to the point where there's one called waitangi day 
Adam Sandler will make one called Father's Day as a retaliatory move against Mother's Day. <clears> that would be the most misogynistic thing <laughs> you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> and it'll be one of the Netflix seven that he penned. He's like, I got a new idea. I'm going to make that real quick. He pretty it's much one. has already made that film. It's called um, Who's Your Daddy? Oh, no, they changed it before it got released to That's My Boy. That's My Boy. supposed to be quite funny. I, I actually, I'm it. a defender of it. I've, I've, I vocally defended people, it on the Grown Ups 2 season of this show. A lot of people like, you like it. I like it Montgomery It's funny Andy Samberg's funny He's a funny guy it's You funny can't guy. lose if he's in your film Really you, oh, well, you can always mm. lose a film So anyway This hey, digital facelifting yeah. yeah So anyway It's something that um, Because you know With high def cameras You know I, I lament The high resolution revolution Because Whoa I can't believe I got that out without messing it up Well you kind I of fucked it. it up When you reference it <laughs> I had to stop and appreciate it Fuck I'm doing it again Um <clears throat> High def cameras, you know, like the flaws on people's faces used to be part of the the hazy gauze of cinema. You know, you like your own worst enemy. <laughs> the um, you know, the the the, the way celluloid, the way light, the way light is imprinted on celluloid makes people look a certain way, and if you light them a certain way, you can kind of cover up what people really, really look like up close. But now with these cameras, every tiny thing. So the reaction to that has been like, you know, how it's just basically the modern version of how in the golden age, the, all the old dames had. Um, forward you watch, those, watch that pop light <laughs> Oh my god Oh my god Come back towards me okay. Real slowly That one's about to We're about to lose two oh, of them Oh they are all really tiny eh? I wasn't lying man I thought it was like A really big one That was going to Look out for them pop lights back. I'm going to move the chair Thank you guys You're going to chuck that over um, here I shouldn't have tried to act out This week okay, But you know like Joan Crawford and them They would have these things On their head That would pull up their foreheads And tighten the skin on their face <laughs> Under god. their wigs It was very very standard practice And it's just a version of that Where they apply a cgi smoothening to people's faces shot by shot and it, if if you notice it it hasn't done its job but i'm very attuned to it and i'm probably seeing it where it's not happening sometimes but i know that i've seen it a bit you, you, you thought yeah. it was littered you see it better when, you see it better when there's no one else around to see it with you. <laughs> you see your it's um bed. no if you think about it like it's something that i don't think it's denied but it's probably something that the actresses don't want to go on about but sometimes you're just like oh boy like uh and it's sort of almost just been driven by the studio's desire to never not release anything that has anything that remotely points out what people actually look like kind of thing. What did you think of my theory that in the middle of it, um, Cynthia Knight, uh, Kim, Kim Cattrall, Cattrall has got a, a I actually lift. think that the oddities that you noticed were a result of CGI cheek smoothing. Gone wrong. Yeah. Gone too, it's too not, far afield. It's not like a conspiracy idea. Like it's, it's something that happens. You just, I mean, CGI is so, ident- you know, obvious. I don't know why I'm going on about it. Well, yeah, and I, such I, hush tones. I never noticed it. Feel conspiratorial. This is a real serious issue, guys. Well, it's sort of because uh, to me, it's, I never notice it. Well, if if it's been done well, you shouldn't. It just means that what if someone had a bad skin day in the old days, it wouldn't have shown up on film. Nowadays, it does, and so they smooth it over. You're boiling this also, down too too much, though, mate. You're, you're skipping over because I don't know about you guys and using digital technology to lie to all of us. I don't know about I'm you guys. Goddamn yeah. ticket! I want to see the human being. <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I if I wanted to see a computer, I'd stay home and watch reruns of reboot. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know I, what I'm saying? Well, I understand it because if I see a single female in a movie that I don't want to procreate with right then and there, I I throw down the DVD or the movie ticket and so I storm playing, out of whatever I'm doing. You're playing by their rules. This is they, that's <laughs> no, what no. they want you that's to do. That's the idea, though. The uh, secret it's ridiculous. to winning any war is. Being, a, be, being in charge of the battlefield you, you got to define the terms 
I will not engage with this film on its own terms. You asked me a question at the start. You were like, uh, who are you most attracted to out of the four girls? And I was like, no, that's the game they want me to play. Is I can't it believe that you've revealed that I asked that really obvious question. I'm really sorry. I'm embarrassed about that, actually. And um, Guy but, um, had sold me down the river last week, so it's just like a pay it forward thing. Okay. Oh, right. <laughs> I don't know what you said. What did Pay you say? Pay it forward in reverse. Something, something about sex or something. Um, no, well, it's something that I did watch the show when it was on because it was back in the day when it was a it was a true representation of something that all HBO comedies delivered, which was nude scenes. Mm. And when you sort of, when you didn't have Sky or anything, there wasn't a lot of that around. Mm. I'm talking about like pre-internet era. Mm. Yeah. And kind of not pre-internet, but like, dial-up era <laughs> Talk about it took it, ages man. for a picture to load yeah um, yeah download, but it was a filthy a ass show yeah, and it was the dirty picture and, and it was actually dial-up so- internet huh? <laughs> it's something that um get mom off the phone <laughs> i gotta use this line <laughs> the, the reason the reason i sort of was taking it maybe a bit seriously before i'm gonna get I know these you guys are doing something all <laughs> I'm, I'm staying with my thread um Hey, I'm Steve. You want to hear how to spell job? It's not how you think. <laughs> he 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 accentuates his his blue collar everyman status fifteen percent too much. I think that character give you um, a clue. It starts with the G. <laughs> he kind of like yeah, he he probably is a little bit more articulate when he's at family dinners, but when he's like I'm a bad bad bad. This is very still on. Anyway, yeah. So I said before that I meet every film on its own terms, and then I proceeded to waste this one. Yeah. Um, I I only did that because I kind of. I did actually care about these characters at one point. The show yeah. was good. And the show came about in a time when uh, being that frank about sex was kind of healthy and positive. Right. And, and they justified all their... It was like a <laughs> Cleo sealed section. They they justified their nudiness with an educational... Not really educational, but the show was irritating because of the way it was structured like around from, Carrie's... Um, from what I've heard, it was a hell of a show. It was funny. It was it was pretty good, and it was kind of and what I actually loved about it the most is that it was a really beautiful ode to friendship because the strongest thing in that show was the four of them meeting for their lunches, doing their thing, and the guys would come and go. Big was there for a lot of it. He wasn't there. He was not for a lot of it, and it wasn't an, a, a foregone conclusion that they were going to end up together. When they ended up together, that was kind of to me. It was like because they ran out of ideas. The show's most transcendent observations were about your friends being there for you when the romance in your life is bad and stuff like that. And that was actually kind of quite well realized. And they first compromised that by when the show ended, they turned it into bit. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Being all about whether or not her and Big would end up together. And then it became, it's like the girls ended up, she was like, go get our girl. And it was like the big thing was like, the girls wanted them to be together because they were all warning her off going back to him in the series finale. And then she did. And it was like, great. The move, first movie, and it was like, okay, you've kind of slightly undermined this this idea that friendship is a beautiful, wonderful thing. That like every single show in the world reinforces the kind of monogamous wish fulfillment fantasy ending. And I was like, what I liked about the Sex and the City show as it was going on was that it actually was, it was an, it was an alternative to that a bit. It was kind of like, no, the ultimate beautiful thing sometimes is the friend. And and then there was like, oh, but you won't be happy unless you get the guy that we think most people would like you to end up with. Yeah, this, <laughs> you know? And I, so I'm fearful that at the end of the worst idea of all time when we run out of cool ideas, me and Guy will have to get together romantically just to satisfy the fans. <laughs> no, well, that's the thing. It was like all the fans were like, oh, great. But it, to me, it was sort of like it almost undermined the point of the show. And then the movie just recycled that same conflict. Kind of was about Carrie and Big get married i guess or and then there's a big do they or don't they and then this one was like crisis in the carrion big town and it was just kind of like they with every further extension they've moved further and further away from what was truly actually kind of beautiful about the original show to begin with which was the 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 solid the solid core between these four very different people not what? to take it too seriously already. no no no. that was that was an excellent analysis of it it just seems to make it a shame that we don't get to experience any of that uh <laughs> because the guy very and beautiful and illuminating way of saying yeah i mean you're missing out on something pretty good <laughs> yeah we are we, we, the guy you're picking at the carcass a, of a once great animal hey speaking of ensemble rom-coms you know how this i believe one? it's pronounced ensemble but go on <laughs> ensemble com Rom. Comme de Rome. <laughs> correct. Um, as the French say. Uh, or correct de Mundo. There's one called <laughs> in say Spanish. Correct because you don't pronounce the final T on most French correct. words. It's the next minute of correct. It is. Uh, there's one called He's Just Not That Into You, which is based on a book that was written by two Sex in the City writers it was written who by first introduced the idea in a Sex in the City episode. Um. Gregory, he was, he's, a, he's a comic. He's a good comic. Oh, he's that guy who we were going to try and... So he was at the Melbourne Comedy Fest and we were going to try and sit down and do an ep with him because he co-wrote what? heaps of the no, series. two chicks. Now there's a nah. guy involved in the series real early so on. He, he, he wasn't... Wrote, he wrote he's just that not into you. He wrote, he wrote that, that. Yeah. A guy. Yeah. A guy doesn't write that book. It's a book from... Clearly written from the perspective of a bitter, rejected woman. Yeah, it's okay. People take on different genders all the time in their literature <gasps> and in life. Anyway, quick so shout I just out to, to Chelsea Manning. Connection. I know that you're a massive fan, and I'm a massive fan of yours. Um, can we just talk about the the, the negative space that's underneath uh, Aiden's lip, where I keep thinking there's going to be a soul patch when I'm moving my eyes down his face, but there isn't. And when I look at his eyes, it's like there's a soul patch there, but when I go to look at it, it's gone. I'm pretty sure they removed his soul patch digitally in post production because some one person at a test screening in Van Nuys, California, when I don't like Aiden's soul patch, it makes him look yucky. Yeah, and they were like, "Okay, okay, right. soul patches are over, guys. We got to. We've shut this too long ago. We got to get rid of the soul patch." You reckon you could crack the case on this one? 
It looked weird, weird right? Uh, I I thought it might have been because it was so like in, entrenched in the actual flesh, the like the pocket of flesh underneath where the soul patch had grown was essentially fused, and so oh they actually God. had to burn it out using like a tiny little the shadows and the well, dimples. Hot blue flame Some of torches. the angles in this film support oh your God. idea. No, it's actually, but I actually I looked it up on my phone in between the movie and the podcast, and yeah. it's a holographic tattoo he got. So because it was like a. He always he, he had, it was a compromise he had to make with his partner. Oh, it's one of those tattoos. Like, shave it off and he's like, okay, I'll I've shave it off. I'll shave no. it off forever and got a holographic tattoo. I've heard about it. them. You wow. can you can specify a demographic that you only want to see it, eh? So only yeah. people between like That's twenty right. and thirty will see it. So only people who still think a soul patch is cool will see it, and everyone over thirty will still respect you. But to me, I think I was just expecting it to be there because his face is kind of rounder and smoother now. He looks more like an egg, and it kind of it's calling out for the soul patch for there to be something to grab onto. It's because this is what you want to see. You're part of the demographic that's been identified to want to see an egg-shaped head. He's, this is a whole apparatus that he's rocking He used now. to be that eggy. He's got a three-dimensional holographic age-specific vision that he's chucking out there. I, the patent's amazing. I don't know how they came up with this invention, but no one's touching that for yeah. 20 years. Have you, you, know, guys, have you guys up. talked about Northern Exposure on this podcast? Why yet? would we? Why um, would we? The only thing <laughs> I know about Northern Exposure is the theme song, which was awesome. Well, I just figured, yeah, you, you guys are probably too young, but that was a very important show for me, especially because David Chase cut his teeth on and he went Who's on to make David The Sopranos. Who's David Chase? You just keep throwing... He went on to create The Sopranos. I'm yeah, sure but wait, how does this relate to Sex in the City 2? Well, Aiden yeah. was one of the main characters on Northern Exposure. He was Chris the DJ, and he was this insufferably this is, cool kind of hippie um, this philosophizer is, who was sort of like, really <laughs> annoying. This is another example of a better thing that we could be watching <laughs> that are, are not. Northern Exposure is great. I've heard that actually. It's kind of a bit coy, but Aiden was kind of good on that. But he was a believable kind of slightly mystically wise type character. Was he? But he's lost all of that now. Rocking the soul patch then. <clears throat> he had like yeah, and he had a mullet and and a five o'clock shadow beard. Now is this original soul patch or holographic projection <clears throat> soul patch? Well, I, I just realised I think patch. I could only see it because I was under thirty when I saw that there show. We go. Yeah, there we and go. the camera works that way too. So I just if I watched those reruns, it wouldn't be there anymore. Live and you learn, Monty. Don't you? What's your shining light for this watch? This twentieth, this joyous number twentieth, twentieth occasion. Uh, let's let's call it uh, Brady. Just. Hammered away on his Game Boy, mm. uh, supposedly, but what is actually a pretty developed for 2010 Palm Pilot, on which he's more or less pulling up old drawings Palm of the Pilot? sewers beneath New York. Yeah, on you a, heard. They were, even they were extinct by 2010. Nah, mate, the pre, look it up. Did you think it was an, an Apple Newton for look, a while? <laughs> don't question Brady's ways. Anyway. Sorry, I forgot he's the Mole King. I mean, there's no. Oh, something Come on Come on mate He's like This, this is the, important the, the, stuff the, the, the Brady the Rat King the Anyway He was hammering away there He was up to no good when He knew what he was doing He was figuring out Where to put explosives Beneath you know In the pipes Underneath <laughs> parts of New York He's looking at blueprints Yeah He's checking out some schematics Yeah Some city plans I said, yeah. Mol, I said Mole King Because he's very similar To a Fantastic Four villain Called the Mole Man Which you clearly are um, Have you heard of that Uh that phrase when you think of an idea but it's something you already knew and you forgot you already knew Tom, it. Tom, I feel like you're accusing us of plagiarizing by accident. <laughs> I kind of am. You're a real son of a bitch. Um, you come no. into our dojo. <clears throat> no, no. You listen to me, Dominic Corey. You walk into our dojo, throw around things like Brady the Mole King. I, like wasn't, a I would never plebeian, have said plagiarism. And then accuse us. It's called something <laughs> like... You accused the senseis <laughs> um, Helen of Kel stealing shit 
and not even having the no. self-awareness to know that we are stealing no, the shit. No, I firmly believe... How dare you? I'm not. I firmly believe that everything that came before becomes part of the language you were interpreting. And I was just identifying the origins of what your homage. This is not what it sounds like to me. I don't um, like your tone. And frankly, next time you come to the dojo, you can take your goddamn shoes off and bow to the sensei. Um, when did it become a dojo? That's the first time you've used that word. I thought it was a... Um, a uh, it's a lounge. Bow to the survey. I mean, I was trying to think of what like the Krav Magal version of a dojo is, but I just don't know. It's probably still a dojo. No, no way. Would it be like? It'll be like Tem- temple or something. <laughs> That's also what the Shaolin one is. So anyway, back to Brady the Rat well, King's plan on the palm tree. That was, that was more or less the the shining light. But while we are in the cafe, it makes a skibber a bit. It makes a lot of sense. It oh. makes a lot of sense. A I'm the scat man. What is he doing? What's he up to? So, we pointed him out to you, Dom, the the coffee drinking maniac sitting just behind the girls while they're having a catch up at the cafe. Uh, the, the 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 BuzzFeed recipe kind of guy. The, yeah, that's right. The guy cut together. Who, he's like so quick. Everything happens. Like boom, boom, boom. He's out of there. Buzzfeed you know, like recipe. when you see those BuzzFeed recipes that take like ten seconds, and you see it like there's like a cucumber, then like it's suddenly sliced up, and then it goes in a blender, well, and then like three seconds later, it's a pie. Yeah, it's like, it's oh, I caught all that because everything else is existing in him in real linear time. I know, except him. I just use that's my current um, go-to reference point for something that's accelerated to comic effect. <laughs> I'm going to put you in that camp at the moment, um, Dom. But um, I actually thought you were originally referencing when you started that scat session. Yeah. Um, not uh, everything's I a reference. Some I, things are no, original no, material. No, from the film. Like existing property, I thought because you guys had that debate about whether or not Miranda was going at some point. I thought you were going to evolve into that. But do you know how I said I'm the scat man? And you guys remember that song, eh? Where, where a guy yeah. was like, he was like, I'm the scat. I think Isn't it was, that in Bush? Is that a Bush thing? Probably. I think it was Yellow. Who, who, who did that? The band. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Boom, boom. <laughs> Look, I really want to dig back into um, what so our man's up to. Yeah, so I would, love to, I would love to know, Dom, in your humble opinion... Uh, why Why exactly this guy needs to consume that much coffee I, at that pace look, and then get out of it's there? It's a funny scene. It's a funny moment, but it's not that weird. I've been that guy. I've been in that much of a rush and I've had to scale the coffee. What why? We didn't, I'll tell you what. What we, could possibly what, be the next thing? Well, because... You're um, burning your throat, with your, the top of your mouth for, which is a real nuisance. No, 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 no. A little blister look, on top of your mouth. I've thought long... Tonguing that all day. I've you thought, just wouldn't order the coffee in the first don't place. Don't touch the wound with Doesn't your tongue. Let, just leave it. It'll heal faster that I've way. I've thought long and hard about the, the specific nightmare that involves eating coffee in a rush. And I mean, sipping coffee like without taking your time. It's horrible. I hate it. It's like trying to eat soup in a hurry. It's just like, it just does not work. Which is why it's important that you guys recognize this theory I've developed about that scene, which is that he actually ordered an espresso shot they just brought it in a big cup because they kind of messed up and that's how I do an espresso when I'm in a rush I'll just have an espresso I have one two three gone it's not it's not rushing it's an espresso shot you're there to kind of have a few shots your brethren and he was like identify with this gentleman he he um he was like he was going to get a text from his mate when they were waiting outside and the coffee took a bit longer than he thought he had his first sip he felt the phone vibrate in his pocket he was like oh that'll be um uh uh philip who yeah. I'm meeting. And no, then no, no, had, no, that's not it. 
he has to drink that shot so quickly because his phone's going because it's reminding him that he's got to he's got to go over to the boys' place and watch Sex in the City too to do an unspeakable <laughs> podcast with them. Well, the point is he has you to are go coffee quickly. Guy. And Dom Cody yeah, is yeah, yeah. It actually just happened a moment ago. You were there and you were there. Wow. And, so crazy. Um, but, you know, like, it's not that crazy that he could have three sips of his coffee. It was a big cup, granted. Yeah. But that place looked kind of run off their feet. They had these four well, really demanding bitches in the middle of the table. They, 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 they wanted to all sit facing each other in awkward angles. Yeah. And they realized it's three to a side. And uh, and they were making demands about and and they were no I'm just sorry no I, that, I, I, think I, that's I, I don't like that I called them bitches I do like them well I like that you've come up with the solo espresso shot theory yeah it's, yeah it's like it. a nice plausible yeah I mean yeah also he heard those wenches harping on he was like I got to get the hell out of here I think they here. drove him away go catch up with Philip <laughs> he saw that um uh, Samantha was about to reveal something sexually frank and he couldn't deal with it. He so the pheromones. I'd also like to address how they bring back Aiden. They bring Aiden in for the second movie. He wasn't in the first movie because he was like, in many people's eyes, the second most important love interest on that show. And if they were going to bring anyone back, it would be him. But I wish they'd brought back some of the other ones. Some she had Some of the other people she went out with in that show who were notable, like, um, do you guys watch Mad Men? No. No. Uh, well, the Silver Fox from that, Roger Roger um, Sterling was on that and he played a guy. Good he name. was like a senator that, that in a in a... Scene that was typically kind of shocking and interesting in a way that the movies never have been. Um, he 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 asked Carrie, he was dating her, if he could pee on her, <laughs> <laughs> and she said no. <clears throat> it so, surprises me how often those so, sexual urination stories pop up. Yeah, like in real life. She said no, and then he dumped her. So she wrote about it in a column, Uh-oh. and he was a, he was an aspiring, like he was a political politically aspirant. Oh wow! And she de- and she <laughs> went. Uh, and everyone knew they were aspirin. dating. She didn't name him, but because everyone knew they were dating, she was like, you know "My, you my recent run for office <laughs> if you're a pill." Yeah, um, <laughs> doesn't make any sense. <laughs> the aspirant. stakes are pretty low if this guy's a political aspirant. I'm, aspirant. You know, I'm going to ruin you. I'm going to write a sex column about um, a political aspirant. I am sick of Congress steamrolling these bills through. That's allowing ibuprofen to rule us. I Frankly, rem- I think it's terrible. Anyway, so she it's reveals what happened. She reveals what happens in her column. And he is disgraced really and his, cro- his life is pretty much ruined. <laughs> and it seems kind of like, I think that's when I started to not like Carrie. I was like, so you just ruined his life because he freaked out and dumped you after you said you didn't want him to pee on you. And she wrote about it in her sex column and pushed it even if she didn't. And it was sort of like, Carrie, that's kind of brutal. Not that I'm trying to stick up for the uh, water sports enthusiast. You're allowed though. You know, two consenting adults can piss on each other. Also Ron, Ron Livingston, who's the, who's, who's the guy from Swingers and lots of other stuff. <laughs> And Office Space, he's the main guy from Office Space. The guy gets hypnotized. Yeah. The main dude. He was one of her long-term boyfriends on the show. He was another writer and they, they broke up because he wrote a scene involving a woman from New York who was young using a scrunchie, you know, the, the hair tie thing. Yeah. And she was like, I just don't think someone like that would use a scrunchie. Is, and he was like, oh, come on, you know, because she read the book and he wanted her opinion. That was her one issue. And they Watching, watching this on, movie on. with you is like, honestly, it's like you've just brought over a mate and we've all hung out with your mate and your mate was real shit. And then they leave and then you're sitting here justifying how cool you like no no my mate's done all this awesome no, no, no. shit my cousin was in the <laughs> yeah, army no, you I've, I've like lost track of this now how is it like that at all we're, we're, because we're, we're, you're you're the scenario all you're doing is telling us about all, like these characters pre- previous all lives right. well I'm trying to cite some of the notable high points of the show because what's what this movie shows us about 
the modern state of movies based on TV shows is like we went through a period in the sort of 90s where the only t- movies based on TV shows were retro TV shows they were reboots they were brand driven things they were some never, of them were reboot yeah they were never and now it's getting a reboot they were, they were never just what we saw on TV reboot. and then on the big screen they were like the Brady Bunch they were ironic they were, there was always some extra angle the idea of a TV a movie based on a TV show that was the domain of a TV movie and then um there was the X-Files movie that was reasonably successful, which went straight out of the TV show, and the TV show continued to exist after and had the same cast. That was kind of like really out of favor, that idea. And then when the first Sex in the City movie made so much money, you can't discount the success of that film and this one for the existence of the Entourage film, which I was quite looking forward to, another HBO comedy turned into a series with the same you, cast you, and stuff. Even when the movie was being made, were you looking forward to it? The Sex in the City movie? No, the Entourage, Entourage movie. I was because the, the Entourage hate was very pervasive at that time, and I think that show gets a bad rap. I actually think it is a really good show, and I watched it again recently, and I think it's hilarious. It's got a lot of problems, and um, it's kind of disgusting a lot of the time, but it's also really funny, and it has a lot of, like some of the... The kind of broiness of it is actually kind of awesome, I think. And Johnny Drama, Kevin Dillon's amazing. So I was like, oh man, I'm so looking forward to the Entourage movie, even though it seems like it's eight years too late or whatever. And so, but like the Sex and the City films, it wasn't even as good as an average episode of the show. You know, like it, yeah. it lived down to what everyone always says about Entourage, that it's misogynistic and just gross and about guys being gross. And the film kind of was. And it was, it was not like the show. I was like, the show actually had some quite awesome characterizations and really creative uh, cameos like when Entourage started the idea of a star cameoing as an asshole version of themselves was already a cliche thanks to Larry Sanders they 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 kind of evolved the sort of notion of a star playing themselves they made them actual sort of characters that were very similar anyway I always liked Entourage and the movie sucked and these movies sucked too in the way that the show was good and the movies aren't and they're just kind of they're victory lap movies self-congratulatory if it's all about how great are we like especially for the fact that the first Sex in the City movie just repeated the same conflict that turned me off the finale of the series. Seems like it's good a place to see it. Sorry, put God, a bow I've on this thing. Rabbiting on. Sorry. No, no, that's that's quite all right. Uh, do we want to? Do you want to give us? It's going to be. I know. I'm going to time you for this one. You son of you, a bitch. You're going to give us. A, we're going to give us a two minute pitch to make this movie. Okay. In spite of everything you've just <laughs> said, I'm trying to get you. Guy and okay. myself are no movie executives, yeah, cool, 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 we are financiers, cool, cool, cool. and you are going to we, give us the cool. elevator pitch. I will, I will. And we your have time afforded starts. you. Okay. Now, Good. two minutes. Hey, you know how we went to college? What's to your get, name? My name is. Um, as, 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 um, just use your real name. No, no, I wanted to use an East Coast, uh, like Harvard type name. Anyway, I'm some blue blood from the American East Coast who recently spent some time traveling the world. I got in a situation Sounds like where. like my kind of lad. Where'd <laughs> yeah, you go to uni, boy? I'm, I'm calling in our old school ties uh, because I'm in hock to an oil baron whose cousin is the Minister of Tourism for Abu Dhabi, and I owe him. Three and a half million dollars. Oh he's, my! He's got my two. No, 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 He's dude, got my two children. Get away from us. This is going to become our problem. You must get out of here. He's got my two children, and he says that if I don't do something what? to help no. him, call the police. If I don't help him or his cousin, just movie who's the minister of tourism for the, for Abu Dhabi, um, they really like. He knew, he knows I got Hollywood contacts, and he said you got to get a film made that shows no. how fun it is to go on holiday <laughs> no, no, in the Middle East. Very quickly, young man. And then the <laughs> elevator pitch guys. Why are you like, so sweaty? I heard that My you. God. I heard that you guys are stumped for an idea for the second Do you need a in the towel? city movie. You can't leave that money I'm on the not table. Comfortable. There's so much money. The new that, carpets. 
Look, we don't have to give Miranda a storyline, okay? This whole thing, we can justify it on a really, really good camel toe joke. No I'm just saying. They have in the City 2 movie. No, no, I, I, I read in the trades um, that. Um, I think, we, I that, think you need that, to call the police. That, that you're, you're sitting on a green light. Sarah um, Jessica Parker's about to turn 50 and she wants to shoot before then. And um, she's got a boob job. She's got, she's got a boob job just for the movie. Oh and she's goodness. got a special costume design that's going to enhance that. Security! <laughs> And so yeah. Anyway, it'll, no. be, it'll be like it'll be like a music video, like a Spice Girls girl bonding trip, and we'll have a really great karaoke scene in the middle where they sing um, "I Am Woman." Look, I know you have. And, I, and, I, and I know, seconds, I know this. Is, no, look, I know this is a radical idea, but I want you to allow a couple of shots of some maybe not ten out of ten women in the in the "I Am Woman" scene, like one who's sort of not movie skinny. <laughs> just, one, just one. Just as one. Confused as I am, offended. Frankly, I uh, don't look, know why you're trying. Thank you for coming in. I, Can you help I me? <laughs> They've got my children. Yeah, I heard at the start. Then you moved on really quickly from there. But I think you've Rod. got. You, you got to look somewhere else. I'm not comfortable with anything that's <laughs> happened. I feel like this is my office. Do you know what? You could really. That could be one of the films that plays on a loop on a inter, on an interior hotel channel. You know, like the, the the video that's showing the facilities of the hotel that you flip over. Like, what is this? It's like a. In the old days, it would be a really worn VHS tape, so it'd be all white. And uh, but that's just like what plays. Just take out the bits with Samantha, and it's just basically a tour of the facilities at the greatest hotel in fictional Abu Dhabi. And there you have it, folks. Episode twenty of the worst idea of all time. Dom, thanks thank for having me again, so Dominic Corey. You can catch him online and uh, yeah. soon in LA. You're moving yes. over there. Hey, can, can I actually plug something? Yeah, yeah. it's super brave. I, I have a film website. It's called thegoodinmovies.com. Go to thegoodinmovies.com check and out, check it out. Cheers. Check out a little Twitter as well, mate. Um, the good in movies on no, Twitter. No, no, you, oh, well, whatever. What's your Twitter? What's your one? At Dominic Corey. I'm gonna spam, C-O-M-I-N-I-C- I'm gonna spam you. With Dude, we're going to kitchen do. goods. I'm going to spend 150 New Zealand dollars to buy a bunch of Twitter bots and make them all follow you. <laughs> it's 22,000 a night. Go. What's nice? <laughs> That's a reference to the film that we're warning you not to watch, folks. That's right. Don't watch the movie. We'll see you next week for the 21st where Guy and I are going to get drunk because we're developing the drinking game in episode 21. I'm just putting this on you now, Guy. That's okay. We'll see you then. Bye, everyone. See you next week. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.